Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished and senior professional from the world of hospitality, a fellow member of the YPO, Rodrigo Laguno from the US. Rodrigo, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ashutosh. A pleasure to be here. Thanks Thank for the you. invitation. Uh, Rodrigo is the group president of Unlimited Vacation Club and Amstar DMC. Uh, it's also Apple Leisure Group, which is the Hyatt. And I've also just mentioned to you that he's a member of the YPO. So Rodrigo, before we talk hospitality and your business, tell me about your own journey to the top. What did you do right uh, to make it to this place? Well, I, I saw a lot of times I wonder if I if I do the right things, but but I no, I, I think that uh, you know I I have been very um, very fortunate, but but uh, but thinking about you know in general my my trajectory, um, you know, I realized that it, it's never a straight trajectory as you think when you're young. You know, like thinking, okay, I'm gonna go this way, you know, and I'm gonna be focused on this. If if I think about now. You know, from when I was in high school, when I was in college, thinking about what I would be in my future, I would never have thought, you know, being mm. hospitality right now, doing what I'm doing or being YPO. Um, I'm, I assume some people may have like a very, very targeted vision and they, you know, they accomplish that vision. But I think mm. in general, most of us, you know, kind of wander right. through life. And, and, and but and, and through life, what I realize is that, you know, if you're willing to learn, um, really work hard mm. and, and adapt. Uh, and start learning what you're good for, you know, what, what are you good at, what are your abilities, what are your skills. That's, you know, how, you know, how I am ended up where, where I am right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but just my, my undergrad, is, is, I'm, a chemi- I'm a chemical engineer. So okay. what is a chemical engineer doing in hospitality? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but on the other hand, I realized that if I had not studied chemical engineer, engineering, uh, I would not have been where, where I am today. I agree. Know? I agree. Yeah. And uh, what would you say is uh, has been your leadership style? Because in the hospitality business, you are such a people intensive uh, business. You know, it's it's funny. I, I I think I I a lot of what I am as a leader, I owe it to my to my father, to my parents. You know, in terms of um, how they see life, I think mm. both of them see um, life um, through service, and mm. uh, I think that was embedded in, in me. Uh, since I was little, although I didn't realize that until much, much, much later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not exposed to leadership until I started working in the airline industry uh, mm-hmm. for several years. And then um, I, you know, it started, it was weird because when I started getting exposed to roles where I was managing groups of people, mm-hmm. I became really, really energized by, you know, just being able to lead Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time serve so mm-hmm. so it was not about directing it was not about telling this is what you need to do it mm-hmm. was about fulfilling a role of um of establishing a vision and guiding a group to a vision but at the mm-hmm. same time being part of that group moving mm-hmm. towards the vision so so um that's when i kind of i felt that what was leadership and how it mm-hmm. felt within me uh of course I, I didn't have words at that time to describe it but but the more I kind of start kind of leading and uh, and reading about it and learning about it, mm-hmm. it's kind of what some people re- refer to it as servant leadership, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of the style that have mm-hmm. kept me. You know, in the airline industry, I've managed 
Yeah. Uh, airline operations for large uh, um, uh, Latin American airlines. Uh, mm. It was airport operations, onboard service, flight attendant, everything that mm. touched uh, our customers mm. um, and people. You know, it was thousands of people throughout the Americas. Then I was in the PO industry, like thousands of people. Mm. And and that's how I how I lead. I lead mm. through through service. Fascinating. Fascinating. So let's now move to Unlimited Vacation Club and Amstar DMC. And this is the part of the Hyatt. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. Um, I started working, um, you know, I, they asked me to lead these two companies when when they were part of um, they were private equity backed owned by um, KKR um, mm -hmm. and KSL, which is a, it's a PE company focused on the leisure uh, mm -hmm. leisure space. Um, and both companies are part of uh, were part of the a conglomerate called Apple mm -hmm. Leisure Group. Mm -hmm. And the Apple Leisure Group was acquired last year by Hyatt. So now we're part of the Hyatt family. Um, but we are two separate companies within the Hyatt ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So um, very different companies, uh, both of them in hospitality space. But the Vacation Club is uh, is a membership club that is focused on uh, on um, uh, providing uh, discounts and benefits to our members, mm -hmm. um, and therefore you know it becomes a sales channel for the hotels that we manage within the all inclusive environment. So. Mm -hmm. Um, Apple Leisure Group was focusing the all inclusive all inclusive resorts in Latin America and Spain. Mm. Now we opened um, a couple in Greece as well. Mm. Um, and the Vacation Club is is a distribution channel that right now is between eleven and fourteen percent of the bookings that go to those resorts. Mm. Um, and that's what that's what Unlimited Vacation Club is. Mm. Um, Amstar DMC it's what we call a destination management company. It's mainly focused on um, transfers, excursions, meeting and events, everything that happens on destinations mm. throughout all. All, throughout all the locations that we have in the Caribbean and um, and, and Europe, so two very different companies, mm. still in the hospitality world, uh, but um, quite um, interesting both of them. I can imagine. And how are you differentiating these? Because there are many players in this business. How are you differentiating Apple Leisure Group and Amstar DMC? I think um, you know the, the Apple Leisure Group um, well, started you know, maybe in the 70s, and, and it was originally a, a distribution company. So it was mainly um, for the, you know, Midwest of the U.S., Northeast um, Americans that wanted to go on holiday to the mm -hmm. beaches in, in, in the Caribbean, um, and eventually transformed um, into the all-inclusive market. So uh, 20 years ago, more or less, um, they started the first all-inclusive resort that was um, positioned in the luxury market. So mm -hmm. at that time, maybe it was only Club Med or kind of um, brands like that, which, mm -hmm. which are not bad by any means. But mm -hmm. but they, they you know um, Apple wanted to create a um, you know um, uh, hotel that mm -hmm. was uh, within the all-inclusive. Like just imagine like a cruise on land. That was mm -hmm. kind of the experience at, at the end of the day. You know, entertainment, food, but in a good. Uh, in a, at a good level. And that's how, you know, we, we start differentiating ourselves. And actually, it's still being our differentiator. Mm. Now, of course, the all the competition right now is, you know, is is um, is getting into the AI segment, all-inclusive segment. So mm. if, if you see throughout the different chains, that's where everybody's playing right now. That's why mm. I had acquired those. Mm. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I would say the differentiator was for years was our, our offer. Now, of that offer, you know, has been imitated uh, by several competitors. So we're now focused a lot on on the experience side of the equation. Mm -hmm. uh, really about it's less about the hardware, and we talk a little bit about the, yep. the leadership and serving leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more about the people um, and the culture and what we provide because the hardware 
is easily copied right now. I mean, you hire the architect, you hire this, Absolutely. whatever, you put the experience, that's a hard part, but but the mm -hmm. service, that's, and and what we've seen, in the, especially since COVID, is that in general, um, our customers and people in general are, are looking much more for an experience, Correct. Um, rather, and, and kind of living, just living. And, um, and uh, we thought that was going to wind down a bit, mm -hmm. you know, this year, so now that everybody's kind of like getting back to the regular world, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. It is mm -hmm. still about, you know, um, I think something in our minds has definitely changed mm -hmm. totally. Sure. Uh, before and after COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how, how we're differentiating ourselves. Great response. Thank you. You know, I was also talking to some uh, other senior leaders from the tourism and hospitality business. And one of the points I picked up was that <clears throat> leisure tourism seems to have taken off, but business tourism or business travel is still struggling. Yeah. I'd love to get your perspective. Yeah, it's, well, leisure travel it has been amazing. I mean, mm. it's, um, I, I think... Us in particular, uh, we were very fortunate. Um, what you know, I think at the beginning, COVID was the first few months. Let's say from March 2020 to August 2020 were were really hard. But once, um, especially between the U.S. and Mexico, the borders mm -hmm. started opening. Um, you know, it picked up um, for for leisure, mm -hmm. and uh, and it has not slowed down at all. Uh, our perspective. Uh, I mean, we 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 still see right now. You know, the perspectives for for the we just announced our Q three results, and, mm -hmm. and they were record breaking, and uh, nice. and the trends for we have for the for the rest of the year are still very mm -hmm. good. Um, so leisure is still holding. I mean, of course, I, I think all of us are, are still trying to understand what's going to happen a little bit with the economy, but mm -hmm. but we have not seen and and you know you, we have not seen it by any means in kind of the um, our guests coming onto destination. Now business business is taking a little bit longer to pick up. But having right. said that, um, the gap versus 2019 in terms of um, uh, meeting and events has mm -hmm. been reduced considerably. So. Um, meeting and events um, are coming back on destination. Um, mm. Business travelers are coming back, but not at the same pace. Um, mm. And I think it, it's still a big, you know, kind of question mark of, of what is going to happen because again, work has changed dramatically as a whole. Mm. One interesting thing that we've seen is that the seasonality. Mm. Um, so this is of you know. For leisure travelers, mm -hmm. we had like this big spikes in seasonality. Mm -hmm. Now that had the shoulders before those spikes have changed dramatically, and there are a lot of people going to uh, like work and 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 um, and have fun at the same time. Like for example, right now, I mean, I I'm uh, I'm with my family. Today is Thanksgiving in the U.S. So happy mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. uh, everybody! Happy so Thanksgiving. I'm in Chicago right now with my family. Mm. Um, and uh, throughout this week, I've been—I mean, I've been working in the mornings while while they wake up, and, uh, and I've been working. And at the same time, I'm having—I'm spending time with them. So that has changed dramatically. Absolutely, and we'll see kind of mm. work. And, and, and do you think this—the pandemic, you know—which, while on the one side it was dark, tough, but the work from home. Has it changed the paradigm of working, which has gone, which is definitely going to impact travel, business travel? Yes, and I, 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 that's kind of the big question that all mm. of us have. And I think it depends a lot on the culture, mm. um, on the culture of the country, the culture of the company, mm. and uh, and I think there's still a big incognita of what is going to happen in the future with kind of new generations. Mm. But, but I think one thing that I'm sure, and this is kind of my personal view, is that we will not go back to where we were before COVID. Correct. I think that there are, there are, there are 
basic things that have changed, just like the openness in all of us and being able to work from somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. just a, from a cultural perspective. But but I don't think it's it's going to go back. Mm -hmm. um, now, how is it going to end? I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we've seen like um, our, like, for example, our offices in Mexico um, and in Cancun, we have a big operating center mm -hmm. in Cancun uh, mm -hmm. for a lot of our operations. Mm -hmm. um, people were eager, our, our colleagues were eager to get back to the office. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, we were just designing a new building that we just opened a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And we designed it, we, we were thinking as we were designing it through COVID, it was like, mm -hmm. well, it's going to be fine because people are going to work like two days from home, three days mm -hmm. from the office. So in terms of, you know, uh, the amount of, of colleagues coming back to the office, yeah. it's going to, spaces are going to be enough. Mm -hmm. That has not been the case. Everybody's going back to the office. Like now mm -hmm. we have them like five days. So, but in the U.S., we have a different situation. In mm. the U.S., uh, people are not going, our colleagues are not going back to the office. So I, I guess yeah, it, will I depend. it will depend. I agree with you. Let's uh, now talk about experiences. You know, you spoke about travelers are seeking experiences. Um, and I think this is also partly to do with the travelers getting younger, the millennials and the Gen Zs. Yeah. How are you changing uh, your own offerings? To be able yeah. to offer experiences, well, I think that the concept of, of experience has changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. I, I think um, there are like two big trends that that we see right now. I mm -hmm. mean, there are what 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 I what I call and a lot of people call kind of curated experiences. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's um, just in general. Um, there's there's like this vast diversity of different interests and, mm -hmm. and micro interests. So therefore creating curated experiences to mm. to cater different interests. So, I mean, I, I remember the first time I, I, I went to Europe with with my parents. I mean, mm. there was like this set of tours that was, okay, you're go, you'll, you'll do this and you'll do that and you'll do that. So it was like very, maybe three or four different avenues. Mm. Now, if you go, for example, to Mexico City and, and you talk about food, I mean, there are like, you, you can have like, okay, like vegan or author or taco tour or this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of the same in India. So Correct. this, this curated experiences is one of the biggest trends. And, um, and this is um, also um, exp gets exponentially um, larger by the use of, so of social media. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever kind of this experiences or Instagram or whatever gets involved in, you know, kind of the different trends happening and how young people use uh, the different um, social media mm -hmm. that, you know, helps us or leads us to create kind of this micro uh, targeted um, experiences. Mm -hmm. The other big trend that we're seeing that I think it's going to last for several years as well is mm -hmm. anything around wellness. Mm -hmm. So um, our, you know, young people are much more um in, 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 not careful, yeah. I would say looking for mm -hmm. uh, experiences that are around being well, you know, mm -hmm. kind of from a spiritual health, mm -hmm. uh, just being kind of outside. So those two big trends are really mm -hmm. changing the face of, of, of experiences in general. Mm -hmm. um, right Very now. interesting. The other thing that I wanted to get your perspective was on technology. How is technology mm -hmm. changing hospitality? I mean, I was talking to somebody and we were talking about the metaverse and I said, maybe one of these days I'll probably go and meet Rodrigo on the metaverse <laughs> and have a three-dimensional discussion with his avatar and my avatar. Uh, I, I, that, that's what I feel like I'm getting old because I don't know if I'll ever get into a trend of living out of the virtual. I still kind of like kind of the tangible world and you know, being face-to-face. -face. So, <laughs> I must add that if, if, you, if you're saying you're getting old, 
then my my <laughs> legs are hanging in my grave then you know so <laughs> no um but I, I think i mean technology has changed dramatically mm. um I, I i an analogy that i had years ago i, I think it's still very valid is that mm. Um, when I when I started working in the airline industry in the early 2000s, uh, 2001, 2003, mm. um, you can talk about like for when you thought about, for example, distribution channels, you can talk about kind of vertical distribution channels. Mm. We had like stores, we had a call center, and then we had a website, and it okay. was like vertical. Mm. Um, and then in 2010, the iPhone showed up, mm. and the iPhone showed up, and uh, I think it was 2010. I, I might be wrong with the date, but anyway, mm. when when the iPhone showed up. Um, that changed dramatically the way right. we interact. Um, and uh, yes, they might have been smartphones before, but I think the iPhone literally changed Absolutely. everything. And, mm -hmm. and those verticals um, were turned horizontal. And uh, and now your experience when interacting, for example, with distribution channels, mm -hmm. um, was not through a single channel. You could mm -hmm. be speaking with an agent and then you know looking at the website. And so uh, experiences in general became embedded with the way you interacted with something, a permanent mm -hmm. technology and uh, with the experience. So technology is not an item that you can mm -hmm. think about, like, you know, and this is one issue that organizations have, you know, organizations still think like years ago where there was, okay, there's IT, mm -hmm. there's the CIO, and I will ask them to build a program for me. Mm -hmm. That's not the way I see it. And mm -hmm. in all industries, and in particular, in any service industry, mm -hmm. the Technology is part of the DNA of 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 any organization. So if right. you're leading an organization, you you have to think. Uh, it's like it's just like having air to breathe. I mean, mm. it it's, has to be embedded Absolutely. within the way you think about everything. Mm. Um, it's not only about for customers, but it's also about how how do you provide a more and better tools for your colleagues to work mm. for 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 your customers. Mm. So. Um, now, and, and why I think you have to think about it is because technology changes now at such mm. a fast pace that you cannot think about it like in projects and say, okay, mm. I'm going to do this project. Once I finalize it, I'm going to do another project. Mm. It's an ever-changing environment. So the only way to to adapt to what's going on is that you make it, you, you put it kind of within within your body, within kind of the DNA of your organization. And you bring your CIO, your IT team. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, in, in my staff meetings, um, my IT team is part of my staff meetings. Right. I mean, some people might have thought about, you know, like, okay, you know, I'll have like my business heads, my mm -hmm. operations directors, my sales director, how's the business doing? But IT mm -hmm. is part of my of, of, of my staff. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and that's how I think about technology. Mm -hmm. Amazing. My next question to you is, you know, the, uh, related to technology, what do you see as the hospitality or the hotel of the future, given the fact that, you know, robotics is coming in and you may have a lot of people replaced. Customer experience is going to be a huge investment, but can yeah. also be taken over by technology. Artificial intelligence is now beginning to say, what are your customers looking for? <laughs> what do you see as the hotel of the future? Well, I think it all depends on on, on kind of the type of hotel, if you will. I mean, yeah. if, if you think about, and I still think, if, if you think for like, say, just a business uh, hotel, like mm. in and out for, mm. for um, uh, in a room, I think everything within that room and that experience will be much more automated. Mm. So if you think about, you know, it would be more like a, you know, a, a very seamless experience, like when you get to a, you know, a, just a flight, like, you know, you get in, you get out. 
So yes, you know, it's the cleanliness of the room, but you know, there's a lot of things that you can do predictively now, you know, mm. kind of the, depending on what kind of room do you like, or what things, should, what kind of amenities should be mm. in your room, kind of the booking process, the check-in and, now, I mean, in, in Hyatt, for example, you can, you know, you, you do your digital check-in, you use your phone to get into the room. So you don't have to talk or interact with anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, you get in you know, Uber, whatever, get into your room. get a, uh, So that's how we see kind of, a, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, if you all kind of a, a business hotel. Now, mm -hmm. from a leisure perspective, when it's kind of an experience, it's a much more different thing mm -hmm. because it's like kind of our AI resorts or a wellness resorts where where. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about an experience. It's not mm. you're getting to our resort and to a hotel to to go through an experience. Mm. So, technology in those hotels will be more about personalizing the experience for you. Mm. Um, you being able to interact with with uh, with the hotel in ways that it, you know, you decide what channel you want to use with the mm. hotel. What mm. what kind of um um information you want to push to the hotel mm -hmm. and and i think on, on the hotel side the way i see it is that um all those um things that can be automated um within kind of the service we provide or in the back mm -hmm. um, um will be automated and uh and we'll try to be much more efficient at that but still uh given that in those hotels there'll be a lot about the human equation uh we'll use technology to better provide mm -hmm. those experiences that we talk about curated experiences and uh, you know wellness and things in general that's where we'll get information from our customers mm -hmm. and that's where i see technology it's more about knowing you uh, knowing you and, and providing a better service mm -hmm. in, in those kinds of hotels great response thank you and my last question here rodrigo and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation based on your own amazing journey you know, from the airline business to the hospitality business. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own journey and from our conversation? Well, I, um, you asked me, uh, I think at the beginning, um, you know, what was kind of my leadership style. So, mm -hmm. so I think um, the first lesson is that uh, to me, uh, leadership is a service and mm -hmm. it starts, and it mm -hmm. starts with, you know, with you and uh, and really uh, understanding that you as a leader are providing a service yeah. to an organization and to your to your team so yeah. that's the first one and um the second one I, I think it's that learning is 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 basic and it's essential to be a good mm. leader uh, to be willing to learn from everybody you know yeah. from from it doesn't matter you know kind of the industry mm. like just this conversation and yeah. uh, you, you made me reflect about things but just and learning is essential to 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 be a good leader and and, and just to be a good person, you know, in yeah. general. So right. be willing to learn. Hmm. Um, and 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 I think uh, we'll talk a little bit about technology and uh, hmm. and how everything is changing and everything in the world is changing at such a fast pace that I think um, it's very basic. But but you have to learn to adapt hmm. and change and adapt and change. Kind of that fast paced iteration. It's becoming yeah. much more essential. Um, you know, the, the the more I see my life, that has been, you know, about adapting and changing, adapting and changing. Yes, you might have like a long-term vision of, you know, I do have like a long-term vision that, that at this point might be a little bit wide and it starts mm -hmm. getting a little bit narrow, but, but you have to kind of figure out that, you know, you have to learn and adapt in order to reach that, that vision that, 
you know, mm, amazing. which are at the end. You know. Amazing. And on that note and your three wonderful lessons, leadership is a service and it starts with you. Learning is basic and essential. Learn from everybody. And the third one is learn to adapt and change, adapt and change, adapt and change throughout life. Rodrigo, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey, about your leadership style, about Unlimited Vacation Club, about the Apple Leisure Group. Thank you also for speaking to me about your deep understanding of curated experiences, technology, and how the entire hospitality business is going to change and evolve over the coming few years and decades. <laughs> thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thanks so much, Ashutosh. And uh, again, happy Thanksgiving to those of Thank you who celebrate. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.